It's the show that makes us talk. So why did Santa's helper insist to go see a therapist? Why? Because he had low elf esteem. <laughs> what about our life? With Chris and Will. I know you. You're that cheapo guy. Cheap? If I were cheap, would I have bought all these little Debbies? These nutty bars, star crunch, oatmeal cream pies? Who are you fooling, cheapo? Most little Debbies cost less than 10 cents a snack cake. You're kidding. Little Debbie Snack Cakes. Great taste, great variety, great value, too. Little Debbie has a snack for you. Gee, I could have gotten Banana Twins, too. That, of course, was like a very old commercial. I had to have been vintage 70s or 80s yeah. of Little Debbie. Because, uh-huh. again, Little Debbie's not 10 cents anymore. No. No, no, no. You can go buy the one in the one pack or two packs, and they're still not 10 cents anymore. No, of but course. Rich Little was in that. So, uh, yeah, that's old vintage. Because we like playing vintage, of yes. course. We really do. So that was a great vintage commercial. Hello. Welcome to another episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. How are you? Thank you for joining us for another great week. This week, we're talking about the best in comedy and all about fun. Yeah. This is going to be good. I like talking about fun stuff and comedy. So when we start talking about fun, what what, what do we think of? Traveling first thing comes to mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. We like to travel. You know, the one thing that we do when we travel, we really don't tell people where we're going. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, our team kind of knows where we're going, but like uh, relatives and friends and different things like that, we kind of just say, oh, we're just going on a road trip. And we just (laughs) just don't tell them them anything at all. You know, those are the best ones because, you know, they can't find you and you're kind of. You know, <laughs> you're kind of just by yourself. Yes. The best times before social media, I promise you. Yes. And cell phones. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, uh, yeah, remember that time that we picked up? It was around in 2001, 2000, or 2003, 2003. it was. And we decided to, uh, we packed all of our stuff out of the apartment that we had, put it in storage, and we got into a car, packed up our car, and we drove to California to go to Disneyland. Yes. And we told nobody. Mm-hmm. And people would call us and email, and we wouldn't respond. Yep. And finally, we had to give in, but it was so nice. That oh, nice, my gosh. just having those... You know, however many days it was. It was quite a while. Yeah. It was so nice to have. It's good to have private times, you know, Mm -hmm. and to be away from some people. So that's a good thing about fun. Laughing. Of course, we love to laugh. Yep. What a medicine. Yeah. It is good medicine because you can watch YouTube clips and look at pranks all night, all day long. I do. I do. I love doing that. I think it's (laughs) so much funny. But I don't like pranks being pulled on me. Right. But but he likes watching them. them. I like to watch them. Yeah, because this is what he'll do. He'll he'll sit and watch them. And then you just kind of like reel me in. Because he just it just keeps playing and playing. I'm like, all right, what is he doing? Well, the laugh is addicting, of yeah. course, of yeah. course. So and then we- everyone has their own. I guess everybody has a different laugh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what would you say our most memorable trip was? Gosh, we've had a lot of those. We have. We I have. would say, well, Palm Springs was a memorable trip. Only yeah. because we went to go pick up our rental car and we thought we were going to get like a regular car. And, and we got a the, fancy car. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, what was it? It was like a Pontiac. No, it was a Mustang. A Mustang, yeah. Was a that was Mustang. It. When Ford came out with that. the new Mustangs, it was the yeah. model. And we had the, the top off and we were going through Palm Springs and we saw all the, um, 
Oh, that's also the hotel that had the crickets in the room that like, we couldn't get yeah, rid of. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the crickets would, for some reason, they would have problems with crickets going in the hotel rooms, getting in their hotel rooms sometimes. They wouldn't get on the beds or anything, but they'd be in the room and they would annoy the shit out of you because they would be on all night long. It could be relaxing, but sometimes you're just like, oh my God, quiet. <laughs> and it, the crickets just wouldn't do that. So yeah, that was um, a funny yeah. time period. Uh, let's see. What about uh, board games is a good one. Yeah. We love to play cards now. That's our new thing. We mm -hmm. like to play, uh, what is it called? The card game. Phase 10. Phase 10. Yeah. It's an interesting game. You need to go find that. Um, we like making new friends. That's yeah. a good one. Meeting new people, making new friends. A good one. Uh, video games. We used to do that. We would stay up all night and play, um, zombies ate my neighbors. my neighbors yes mm -hmm. and then gauntlet yeah we would do that quite a bit mm -hmm. uh let's see best friends moment hmm best friends moment i would say mini golf yeah we like to go play mini golf with uh -huh. a group of people that's always fun bowling i'm not too big on but the mini i'd golf, rather do we sports than we've bowling. done that with a group of yeah. friends too mm -hmm. movies with a group of friends if the yeah. movie's right we've done if that quite a bit right. but i think movies is more like i don't know it's i guess it's how would you describe it yeah it's more sentimental it is it is same thing with tv shows we'll watch tv shows with people every now and again you know we'll go out to eat with them too it just depends yeah uh let's see social clubs clubs dance clubs yeah we like that to an occasion we're not big on social clubs uh geez playing music theme parks yeah we love doing all that that's always fun stuff to do and taking pictures that's a big one Mm -hmm. Going to the beach, of course, we're Florida boys, so we have to go to the beach. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, cooking, decorating, you know, yeah, just spending time on social media with the people that we like mm -hmm. that's always a good one, too. Or to you, when you could just be having a conversation and you'll just say something just uh, totally that I was not prepared to hear, you know, like our typical conversations, yeah. you know what I'm talking you about. You know, you Chris. can trust a person when mm -hmm. you're having a conversation with them and you can open up about certain things. It's no big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Or just you say something and I'll just laugh because it's, that's why, I mean, you have that sense of humor. I mean, well, it's all about having fun and, you know, and so we love to do all that, but the thing, I mean, we like to spend time with friends and then we like to not be around people at certain times. You know, we're always around in the public somewhere along the line and we're always around people. But quiet times are always good, too. But, um, you know, we are fun people. We we don't get a lot of sleep because we can't <laughs> we can't stop. But um, gosh, what else? What do you think? Let's see. Fun or funny? Anything. I mm, mean, I fun. I would just have to say. Wow. Um, I'm thinking of, I mean, parties have been pretty good, but I think our parties are more, it's like a gathering. It is more of a gathering. What about um, when Disney World used to have Pleasure Island and Comedy Warehouse? Yes, Comedy the Warehouse, house. the Improv House. Yes. yes, you need to go to the Improv House. If you've never been to one, go. They're so much fun. 
they are worth it. And then certain comedians are worth to go yeah. see too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's fun. Comedy in itself is. It's spontaneity. It is. Anything that's spontaneous that makes you laugh, that's healthy, people. Yes. Yes. Healthy, healthy, healthy is in your life. The Muppet Show takes pride in presenting scenes from the great Hollywood musical comedies of yesterday, as recreated today by our very special guest star, Mr. Rich Little! Sang it in the rain, just sang it in the rain. What a glorious feeling I'm again I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above the sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love and the stormy clouds chase everyone from the place come on with the rain I've got a smile on my face Walk down the lane with a happy refrain, just singing, just singing in the rain. <laughs> old Blue Eyes is back. Oh, uh, yeah? Well, so is Old Green Eyes. <laughs> I have heard among this clan what called the Forgotten Man. Well, did you ever? What a swell party this is. Sing it, Bing. Have you heard about Dick Blanche? No. Got run down by an avalanche. <laughs> well, well, did you ever? What a swell party this is. Have you heard <laughs> Professor Munch? Yes, I believe he ate his wife and divorced his love. <laughs> well, did you ever? What a swell party this is. I can remember everything as if it were yesterday. Oh, so can I, Maurice. Met at nine. We met at eight. I was on time. Uh, no, you were late. <clears throat> ah, yes. I remember it well. Mm-hmm. We dined with friends. We dined alone. A tenor sang. A baritone. I remember it well. You wore a gown of gold. I was all in blue. Am I getting old? No, no. Not you. How strong you were. Mm. How young it gets. The prince of love. In every way. Now, who could not like the Muppet Show? Yay! Yes, and that, of course, as they, as Kermit had said, was Rich Little, who mm-hmm. was also in that. Always loved the Muppet Show. Yeah. Anything about the Muppets and Jim Henson, period. Mm-hmm. Always, always enjoyed. Okay, so let's go into the best of comedy. Comedians, who comes to mind? Uh, Robin Williams. 
Of course, Robin yeah, I mean, Williams. So many talents. Yes, so many talents and a funny man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a funny man. We've talked about him a couple of times on this show, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chevy Chase. Yeah. You know, I've met Chevy Chase before. You have. I have. I was working at Disney when I first started working at Disney. And I was helping him and his numerous kids, his big family out. They were walking out of the Tree of Life. Oh. And uh, he's a very nice man. Very tall. Very, very tall. But yeah, I always like Chevy Chase. Um, John Candy. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh John Candy. For me, it was always Gallagher. Okay. The watermelon man. He smashed it. You know what? We, when I was growing up, my sister and I and a friend of ours, we went to a show and um, I didn't really know who he was and I didn't know what was going on. And my sister and them showed up with a, um, a tarp. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why are you bringing this to a comedy show? She goes, you're going to need it. And I'm like, why? It's inside. She goes, you're going to need it. And so and that's when he started smashing all the fruits and the vegetables and everything else. And we were like on the second row. And he would pull out a hose and he would start spraying people. So, yeah, we did need it. Wow. Um, but it was funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally made fun of um like phrases and and uh, like for example, there was a, a skit he did and it was talking about uh, baby on board and he had a baby on a board and he goes, oh. "Now is the baby really on board?" <laughs> it was funny. So yeah. Gallagher, of course, was one of my favorite. Chris Farley, yeah, uh-huh. love some of Chris Farley movies. Yeah, um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, skits, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, she was a Ellen stand DeGeneres, up yes. at one time. Yeah, I, I loved her in some of the movies and her talk show too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Dunnan. Yeah. Um, Loving that. Yes, yeah. everybody loves him since Jeff Dunnan. What about Amy Poehler? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, um, what's her name for the Mean Girls? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yeah. yes. Uh, you know, I like her better without the glasses. I do too. But I she's mean, that, over, yeah, she's overall funny. What about the superstar movie? Oh. She starts making out with the tree, <laughs> and you're sitting there going, you know, and you know, Molly Shannon. Yes, Molly Shannon. And you know what? You've all thought about it. I promise you, you've looked at a tree, and you've <laughs> stared at the tree, and you have thought about wanting to make out with a tree because you start fantasizing this hot buff person or whoever it is. You're fantasizing into the tree, and then you catch yourself talking to a tree. You've done it. I know you have. I can't say that I have, but, you know, uh, I know you have. I know you have. You talk to yourselves every now and again. Or you've kissed yourself in the mirror. Remember when kids used to do that? They'd make out with themselves in the mirror. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't. Anyway, moving on. So um, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Uh-huh. I liked watching the Johnny Carson. And I also liked it when Jay Leno took over. Yeah. Uh, the Tonight Show as well, because they would always do the um, news clippings on Monday night. He would do the um, misprints on the news. Yes. Yes. The newspapers yes. or something like that. So one that I have to bring up because I want to uh, is uh, Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon in the movie Taxi. Yes. Where they're in that one room. <laughs> Yes, and, and <laughs> it's it's the laughing gas or something of that nature, and they're inha- inhaling it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy, of course. Yeah. A lot of movies and with Eddie Murphy, Bill Murray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob Hope, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, that's a legend. That uh-huh. was funny. Richard Pryor was good in um, Kid. I think it was. 
the toy. No, that was a toy. Oh, it was okay. about the kid who who used him as a toy, hmm. and not in a perverted way, but. The uh, the the ruined the kid was spoiled brat. He was from a rich family, and he wanted to have the servant, which is Richard Pryor's character, go and then play and do things together because his father was too busy. So they oh, okay. considered think, him as a toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What about uh, Melissa McCartney? Yeah, I mean, and uh, I would also say Rebel Wilson. In- oh gosh, Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Rick Moranis, there's another good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I've met Whoopi. Mm-hmm. Very nice woman. Very, very, very nice woman. Joan Rivers. Remember when we, when we met? Yes. Joan <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. Joan Rivers always looking glamorous, of course. Yes. Wanda Sykes. Yes. Yes. That was always a good one. Monster in Law. Remember that with Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> and who else was in that? Uh, oh, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. And we talked about improv comedy and, of course, Comedy Warehouse. But uh, Rodney Dangerfield's another one that goes along with it. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, were, we watched the Rosie O'Donnell show. When it was. When it was at uh, Disney, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of great comedians. So who is your favorite comedian? Oliver Hardy. Well, here's another nice mess you've got us into. And props are also a help, too. A cigar can be used for Groucho Marx. I've seen better butts on 80-year-old chorus girl. (laughs) Or a pipe can be used for Bing Crosby, Robert Young, or Fred McMurray. Uh, Chip, uh, when I told you and Ernie it was time for you to get married, I did not mean to each other. Depending on what you're smoking, you can also do Paul McCartney. (laughs) One of the things I try to do is develop new voices. Of course, this takes a long time. Sometimes it takes too long. So about five years ago, I developed a way to do impressions faster. And I did it by having my voices preserved. Now, I'll show you how this works. Come with me into my... Laboratory. (laughs) This is my creation. You know, it's amazing, but each of these bottles contains the voice of a famous celebrity. See, all I did was break it down into crystals, add water, mix it up, and presto. Instant impressions. Let me show you how it works. Let's take a little, uh, well, little Johnny Carson. (laughs) Ah, it's good to be out at last. You know, I have been in that bottle so long. 
was beginning to think I was Foster Brooks. That, of course, was a little bit of comedy from our guest today, Rich Little. Yeah. He is our special guest, and he's all about comedy. Dude, that man's got some voices, made some voices, and he's called the man of a thousand voices is how he goes. He doesn't like to reference that, but he really is because he knows he knows how to impersonate a lot of different people. He is a voice actor, and of course, he does celebrity impersonations mm-hmm. and American president impersonations. He is very well known for doing like Johnny Carson. As we heard, um, as we've heard, uh, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. amongst others. And believe it or not, he actually did the voice of the Pink Panther years ago. Wow! Yes, he did. Um, you know, he has roasted many, many celebrities, including Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Stewart, Kirk Douglas. Uh, Don Rickles, uh, Johnny Carson, and Jack Benny, just to name a few. And he has been on numerous television shows, which includes his start of the Judy Garland show. Wow. Yes. uh, He's had the Rich Little show, the Muppet show, the Julie Andrews Hour, and the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast, and the Flying Nun, (laughs) just to name a few. So he's done quite a bit. And he's a very funny man. He's a very talented man. He's a great man. He has a show out in Las Vegas right now over at the uh, Flamingo, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But uh, he is he's a residency in uh, Las Vegas, so you have to check out his um, work there as well. So sit back, get ready for some fun, fun times, because comedian Rich Little is coming up. On the water, Brennan, the go-go show. The show. We, we got a tremendous act for you. All right, now, which one of you guys wants to introduce it? Yeah, which one is it going to be? Oh, I'd like to take a crack at it. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I think I should do it. You see, I, I had my heart set on doing this. When I arrived here, your time's up. <laughs> I'm going to make the announcement, you see, for nothing. Holy Dave Clark fight, Batman. Why don't you do it, Batman? Never mind that, Robin. Just keep dead. We are honored and excited to welcome the man of a thousand voices, Rich Little. Hi, Rich. How are you? A thousand voices? Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Where did you get that? (laughs) Oh, it's lingering around somewhere. I, I do. I do about 150, 150 impressions. Wow, but very not, nice. Not a, not a thousand, but uh, uh, thanks for the compliment anyway. <laughs> no. So how I'm doing are fine. you today? I'm out, I'm, well, I'm doing great. I'm out here in Las Vegas. Um, you know, it's a beautiful little city if they ever get it finished. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll have to be near my money, you know. Right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, yeah. When did you first find out that you had a talent of the impersonations and all these great voices? Uh, when I started imitating teachers at school, <laughs> and uh, and I knew I knew this was going to be my lifetime work because it wasn't long before the teachers were charging a two drink minimum and a cover charge. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but I started with my teachers, and I got such. A good reaction from the other students, you know, they love it when you right. poke fun at the teachers. And so I knew I was on to something. And then I went from teachers, you know, to uh, 
uh, movie stars and television performers and and politicians too. So it really started with the teachers, and then it it went from there. You know. Wow. So how do you actually train for something like this? Well, I I watch somebody and um, um, keep doing it over and over and uh, uh, until I I hear it, and sometimes I don't. Uh-huh. Um, I used to I used to tape everything, but um, uh, I don't do that much anymore. I just I just keep watching, and either it either comes or it doesn't. And uh, uh, some voices are easier to do than others, you know. Right. Uh, you you go to, I remember. <clears throat> doing Dr. Ruth, and it took me five minutes, you know, because she was, wow. you know, that's Dr. Ruth Westhammer. Yes, yes, yes. You know, <laughs> sex, you know, sex is a lot like air. It's not important unless you don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or, or, Dr., or Dr. Phil, you know, I know, I know that, that you know that I know. And if you knew that, <laughs> That, then we both would know if we knew at all when when we knew it, you know. <laughs> so some voices come quickly, right? And mm-hmm. others uh, others either come to me eventually or I uh, just forget about it. You know, there there there's some some people that are just impossible to impersonate. You know, it depends on uh, who you're looking at. You know, right? Right? Exactly. Now, what gives you inspiration to impersonate all these people? <laughs> Well, because as I said, I got such good reaction doing the teachers that I knew I was on to something, and and I knew I, uh, you know, my acting ambitions were still there, and I ended up doing a lot of uh, dramatic things later on in my career. But at the, at, at the beginning, it was it was mostly impressions um, and comedy. You know, I never dreamed right. I would be a comedian. Right. I thought I'd be an impersonator. I didn't know you had to be a comedian, but of course you did because you had to say something funny. You know, right, right. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't enough to just do the impression. You had to say something and and hopefully make it funny. So then I realized, oh my God, I've got to become a a, a comedian. You know, right, right, and, yeah. Um, so you just go ahead and you yeah. see somebody or hear somebody, and then it sparks something, and there you go from there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'm, uh, I I was living in Canada. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't come down to the states until 1964 uh-huh. to do the Judy Garland show, do the Judy Garland show, and that that was um, my first uh, television show in the U.S. And uh, Mel Torme, the the singer, w- was responsible for getting me on the Judy Garland show. And what was it like and, being uh, on the Judy Garland show? It was terrific really was because you know part of judy's problem was that she uh, was uh insecure and um right and uh, i remember we didn't finish shooting that show until three in the morning because she wouldn't come out of her dressing room wow. so you know her being so erratic kind of helped me because she never went to rehearsal so she didn't know what i was going to do until we did it on the show and then she saw it for the first time. So her reaction was genuine because that's the first time she saw it. And uh, that's what made my um, appearance on the, you know, on the Garland show so great was that uh, you ha- you watched her react to me. You hardly right. looked at me at all. You, yeah. Now, did you get it was to a see, great experience. 
Did you get to see yep. um, an outside side of Judy Garland, like how she was out away from the camera? Oh, she was very, very nice to me. And I had a good sense of humor, too. And, um, you know, I, I, I was young and I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. You know, we, right. we had Peter Lawford, Peter Lawford on the show, too, and he was a train wreck at that time, too. And so between the two of them, it went on till three in the morning. And, uh, um, you know, they kept telling me it was technical difficulties, and <laughs> I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it wasn't really. But, but, you know, I have good things to say about her. She, she was not um, difficult to get along with. She was very pleasant. She was very just insecure, you know. Right. And, um, and uh, I don't know whether she was drinking or not. I, I couldn't tell that, but... I certainly knew that, um, uh, you know, that Peter Lawford was drinking. I, I knew that for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what would you say your favorite performance would be? My favorite performance? Yes. Well, it, it, probably the Garland show because that opened up everything for me. I got, got such good reaction. I went on to do every, I think, almost every variety show there was over the next uh, five or six years. And um, I would say that was the most important uh, one for me because it started my career. You know? Right. Uh, now, but I, you... I've been very lucky. Um, you know, I, I, um, I did 24 Dean Martin roasts, and I did, wow. I hosted the Tonight, Tonight Show 32 times. Wow. You know? so, yeah, so I've had a pretty good career, you know. A lot yeah. of people think, I'm deceased, but, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm performing at the Tropicana in Las Vegas. I'm I there now. Mm-hmm. I do, I do four night, uh, four nights a week. And, uh, the other night a couple came to see my show and they said, after the show was over, they said, Oh my God, we loved you. You thought you were great. We thought you were dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I've died a few, t- I've died a few times on stage, but I'm, I'm still breathing, you know? I guess if they don't see you on TV for a long time, they they think you you passed away, you know. Right. So that they were thrilled. They were thrilled that I was still alive. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Now, do you find it? Um, do you find performing in Las Vegas a little bit easier than, say, performing somewhere else outside of Las Vegas? No, not really. Not really. really? Uh, outside of Las Vegas is better. Really? Because people come to Las people come to Las Vegas for a few days, and they see as many shows as they can, and they're gambling right. and drinking and having a great time. And a lot of people come to my show, and you know, not not that they don't like what I'm doing, but they fall asleep because they're exhausted. Right, right. And I've had people people in the audience asleep, you know, and um, they said, "Don't take it personally. They they've been up for three days." But um, you know, when you go on the road and you play. Uh, some town, you know, uh, outside of, um, uh, of of some city, of uh, some small town. They they've never really seen that many entertainers, and because uh, they, you know, a lot of them have never gone anywhere, and uh, and so the reaction is incredible, you know. Wow. So it's much better, much better on the road, really. Now you impersonate a lot of different celebrities and politicians. When they see your performance, do you ever get any uh, negative feedback from the actual person you're impersonating? Um, not re- well. Paul Lynn. Do you remember Paul Lynn on Hollywood Squares? I do. Yes. 
Yeah, he was, uh, um, and you know, he was on uh, he was on Hollywood Squares for years, and he made that show actually. And uh, right. he hated he hated my impression. I mean, he absolutely hated it. Wow. I thought he was going to strangle me a couple of what? nights, come right out oh. of the square and grab me by the throat. He just hated me, and I and every time I would do him on Hollywood Squares, they would cut to a shot of Paul for his reaction, and usually he was just making a face. He'd say. Oh, that, that's disgusting. Oh, God, get a day job. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wow. But, but he, was fu- he was funny, you know. Um, and some of his answers uh, were just hysterical. You know, I used to write them down, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> when a man gives a great performance, it's customary to say, bravo, bravo. Right. What do you say when a woman, what do you say when a woman gives a great performance? Mind if I smoke? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's funny. Wow. Or can, uh, Paul, Paul, can you, uh, what was the other one that I loved? Uh, you know, there's so many of the Paul in jokes because Paul had that kind of, you know, uh, I don't know what it was. He, he kind of threw it away because uh, he was a very troubled person and, and, and quite a drinker, you know. Right. And um, by the time we did the, the, the third taping of the show, he was pretty well gone. Okay. I remember they used to have to strap him into the, into the square, you know. Oh. And then they'd say, Paul, Paul, can you get an elephant drunk? And they'd say, oh, sure, but you'll never get it up to your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. So what is... So he, the- did, he, did, he didn't like my impression. <laughs> and Tony Randall. Do you remember Tony Randall? He hated my impression, I too. do. I do. Tony Randall used to say to me, Rich, you've, you've missed it completely. I do not sound like that at all. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the reason you can't imitate me, Rich, is I have perfect pitch. You know, I remember him saying that to me. And I thought after, what does that mean? I have perfect pitch, but... Tony was not thrilled with my impression. Well, Ed Sullivan, you know, never like really liked people impersonating him either. He uh-huh. used to fake it, you know, because people would watch him, and if he wasn't laughing, he was a stuffed shirt. So he used to fake a laugh, but he personally did not like people imitating him. Really? You know? Wow. Uh, he was see, he was he was a strange man, uh, Ed Sullivan. You know, the God, he was the wheel was spinning, but the the rodent was dead. You know. Right, right, uh, right. Well, I read uh, where the it, one it, that um, one that really liked your impersonation was uh, the late President Ronald Reagan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Reagan was my biggest fan. Reagan said to me once. He said, "You know, Rich, I think I think you do me better than I do." <laughs> I heard that. I, yes. I I I think you should be president. <laughs> <laughs> He said, you know, he said, you know, he said, you know, Rich, you do me so good. I was thinking when I pass away, they should bury you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's why I didn't go to the funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I I loved him. He was, you know, Reagan had a wonderful sense of humor. I mean, he Uh was always telling jokes. Every time he'd see me, he'd say, Richard, have you got any new jokes for me? 
You know, he loved it. <laughs> and then he would write them down on the back of a Secret Service man. And uh, every time I went to the White House, I had to have something amusing to tell him because he just he just loved humor. You know, right. great man, great great man, great man. Seems it. Seems mm-hmm. it. So. What would be the hardest uh, person that you've impersonated? Oh, probably Angelique Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, if, I, if, I could imitate her, I, if I could imitate her, I'd never be lonely, would I? <laughs> I'd end up jumping myself, I think. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, the har- the hardest voice for me to do is, um, oh my gosh, there's a lot of movie stars that that you can't imitate. How do you do Tom Cruise? You know, right? How do yeah. you do? Um, how do you do Brad Pitt? You know, how do you do uh, uh, George Clooney? You know, there there's certain people that are really hard to do, very right. hard. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, you were on several variety shows. Um, what was it like performing on the Muppet Show? Oh, that was great. Oh, that was a that was a lot of fun doing doing um, the Muppets because um, you, you know the, the the difficult thing doing that show was stepping on somebody. Because right. Yeah. <laughs> all the pe- all all the people doing doing the uh, puppets would be lying on the floor with their hand up inside the puppet, you know, mm-hmm. Kermit and Miss Piggy and whatever. And so they were lying on the floor, and if you were performing with them, you had to be careful you didn't step on them, you know. Right. And then right. when I did the sh- I did I did the show, um, Miss Piggy and I sang. Um, uh, a number together, and um, at the end she kissed me, and Dan there took my lip off. <laughs> we were singing. Uh, we were singing. I remember it well, and I was doing Mauricio Valier. And when we finished the song, uh, Miss Piggy leaned over and kissed me. And of course, Frank Oz playing um, Miss Piggy had his hand in in her head, you know, in her mouth. Right. Yeah. And so when we when we kissed, he grabbed onto my lips, and Dan there took my lip off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and when you watch that today you can see that i'm in pain oh wow you know yeah wow yeah that, well so i boy when you kiss a pig you know you've been kissed <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny i've I kissed i i've kissed a few pigs in my life but anyway <laughs> i want to tell you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Wow! Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> it's funny. Yes, it's funny. Yes, yes. Indeed. That's that's what it's all about is making people laugh. So it's funny. You're that's right. On this end. Uh huh. So what was it like? Uh-huh. Um, I, I think you worked with George Burns. Tell me about that one. Oh, George Burns was great. Um, he and Jack Benny were were terrific. Uh, uh-huh. They were very similar. They were very similar, except that. Uh, George could break Jack up all the time, and uh, but but George Burns was uh, was uh, you know George, you know he said, uh, Rich, I, I can't believe how good you do me. You know you <laughs> yeah. do me so good. I he said sometimes I don't even know whether I'm myself or I'm you. It's, wow. it's unbelievable. 
I remember I took this girl, this pretty girl, up to my suite at the uh, Palmer House in Chicago. And I was just about to make a move on her, and I suddenly re- realized I, I was Rich Little. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I went home. So I went home. <laughs> and then I was George Burns. <laughs> you know, George was... George, you know, was a little naughty. You know, as, when he got older, he... Uh, he, he he was just, you know, a little blue, and he could get away with it because anybody that's 98 to 100 years old can say anything they want, you know. Right. But he, he was he was a little risque, George was. He was so lovable, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, he, he was um, one of the most beloved people in show business was George Burr, and Jack Benny, too. Uh-huh. They both Absolutely. were great. And very nice to me, very nice to me, you know. Wow. I remember Jack Jack Benny used to come and see me at the, at the Palmer House in Chicago, uh-huh. and he would uh, he would put a, a, a trench coat on and a snap brim hat, and he um, he would come in to see the show, and I'd say, "Oh God, is that you, Jack?" And he said, "Well, who'd you think it was, Humphrey Bogart? For heaven's sakes, of course, <laughs> you know." I said, "Well, I'm thrilled you came to see my show." He said, of course I'd come to see your show, because it was a comp, and I got him free. (laughs) (laughs) So is there uh, an inspiring celebrity that you have met that you always wanted to meet? Um, That I always wanted to meet and never did? Well, either one. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, Well, you know, I mean... um, mm, Gosh, I can't. I can't think of. <clears throat> I was so lucky in my career to meet a lot of the greats, you know, and all of them are gone now. But um, right. you know, I got to know John Wayne, and I got to know Cary Grant, and uh, wow. and all the people that I idolized. And I was a great friend of Jimmy Stewart, and uh, mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, I, I don't know. There's very few. I, you know, I never met Humphrey Bogart or or Gary Cooper or anybody like that. That was little before my time but um right you know the great the great movie stars of the um of the 50s and into the 60s I, I i met and worked with and that that was such a great thrill for me to be working with my idols you know right absolutely and um no. but uh you know so i i am Wow. So, so when, do you find doing comedy now a little bit harder than it was you know back in those days well, you know, the comedians of today, um, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all using the F word, you know. Right. And yeah. um, I, I perform at the Tropicana, and right after my show's over, they bring a bunch of young comics in, and it's called the Laugh Factory. And um, I, I watch them occasionally to see uh, what new comics are doing, and most of them are, are pretty blue. Right. And some of them are out and out, and out filthy. And uh-huh. a lot of them don't have an don't have an act. They just sort of ad lib, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of, and it's kind of, it always surprises me that if you are going to be a young comedian and stand up in front of an audience, wouldn't you at least you know prepare what you're going to do? Yeah, and right. go out on on stage and say, "Hey, um, uh, how is everybody tonight? Uh, you're in a good mood. Uh, you know, where are you from, sir? Uh, you know, and, and really, no, I don't have any act." And it always surprises me that a lot of them think they're going to be Don Rickles. They're just going to come out on stage and get lucky, you know? 
Right. Yeah, and, I, um, I agree with you on that because as what you do and you're relating to the audience and the audience is relating to you, it's creating that, um, it's creating not only that energy, but that, that connection, you know, that they're there to get entertained, but also in the same, it's like a give and receive type thing. So I see exactly where you're coming from on that. Yeah, well, even even the great comedians that that did a lot of ad libbing, like like Robin Williams and and uh, uh-huh. you know Don Rickles and Don Rickles, believe me, they they knew what they were doing when they got on stage. They 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 weren't just winging it, you know. I mean, Don would ad lib a lot. He would play off the audience, but he he still had things in his head that he knew he was going to do. But a lot of these young comics that come on, they just come out with nothing. Right. And they just hope hope that something will happen, and um, and sometimes it doesn't, and it's really sad to see. You know, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so would you I say, would suggest to any any young comic today is get an act, put an act together, and then right. go out or try try it out before you you go on stage. Absolutely, and don't that... don't 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 try your act out in front of your relatives either, because they'll they'll laugh at everything. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that was going to be my next question was you would say that the advice you would give to comedians nowadays is just to basically be prepared for what they're Mm -hmm. going to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that would be my advice. I don't know. You know. Right. And of course, the the roast, the roast they do today are very blue. I mean, some of them are uh, really, really uh, distasteful. Uh, but that's, you know, that's that sort of, you know what that is? That's kind of shock humor. Yeah. yeah. You know, if yeah. you, if you, if you use a lot of four letter words, it's kind of a, it's kind of, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the comic of today and this is the way we talk. And, uh, right. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's just, I mean, if you look at those Dean Martin roasts, they were all, there was nothing blue in them at all. You know, it was tactfully uh, uh, done. Yeah. Yeah, and and still funny. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, I did twenty four of them. I think there's about, gosh, I think there's about sixty of them or or more. There were a lot of roasts. Dean Dean liked to do the roast because he didn't have to prepare. He didn't have to rehearse. Right. And that's why he, and that's why he switched from his variety show to doing the um, celebrity roast. Sometimes we do a roast, and Dean wouldn't even know who we're, on, we're honoring. Oh really? You no, know? no. Until uh, he got out on stage, he oh. didn't even bother to ask. You know? oh, interesting. And he never read. He never read the cue cards over ever. Wow. And then when he when he got all screwed up and didn't know what he was doing, it was funny because he made a joke out of it. You know, but Dean was lazy. He he um, he just people loved him. You know, because he because he wasn't rehearsed and he could ad lib. Uh, ad lib beautifully, but um, he he hated to rehearse. And um, wow. I remember when we did his variety show, he did he he never came to any rehearsals. He he just did the show. You know, you never wow. saw him at any rehearsal. He had a stand-in do it for the whole week, and wow. then time to do the show, he would show up. You know, interesting. So, but he was funny, but he was lazy. You know. Right. right. <laughs> so, did you ever get the um, pleasure of working with uh, uh, Lucille Ball? Yeah, I did her show. 
I thought you oh, did. I was trying mm -hmm. to confirm that in so many different places, and I, I really could. I, I, I thought you did because I remember seeing you on one of the episodes or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I have to ask. So how was that? Oh, she was great, but she was very professional. I mean, she right. um, she didn't stand for any fooling around. She, um, I mean, you had to know what you were doing on that show. And if you did, I was very uh, smart because I found out about her. And be when I went to the first rehearsal, I'd memorized all my lines. Uh -huh. And everybody was reading from a script, and that impressed her. She, she couldn't believe it. Right. And uh, we got along great. She, we got along great, you know. She didn't stand for incompetent people, and um, and of course, but she knew everything about and um, everything about television. She knew lighting and sound, and uh -huh. and and when and she and she knew your lines as well as hers. She was very very professional. But if you if if you looked like you weren't prepared, she she could um, she could turn you off big time. You know? Right. But I got along, I got along great with her because I I, I was um, prepared to do the show, you know. Now we're so I were have you, nothing. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was no, going to no, say, no. were okay. you was it were you on the Lucy show or were you on I Love Lucy? No, I was on the Lucy show, the second one. The second one she gotcha. did with Gail, with Gail Gordon. Right. Yeah. Right. The one. Right now. That, mm -hmm. The second one. It it was in color. Yeah. Right. I didn't do yeah. it. Yes. I. I I love Lucy. I was only probably about 15 when they did that. You know? Right. Absolutely. Right. You know what you say? I did that, her second show. You say that um, and how she is. And we had actually spoke to uh, Ruta Lee at one point and she said the same thing. Yes. Exact words were, I mean, to the T is, you know, she doesn't put up with this kind of stuff on the set. And so that's, that's good. Cause it shows, it shows her, professionalism when it comes to her performance that she takes it seriously oh absolutely yeah i love ruta lee she's one of my favorite people in the whole yes. world oh us too yeah. we, we do what, love some what, ruta a great lady and yes. she is and, and, and a great sense of humor and looks fabulous yes, yes. she does <laughs> she does we still talk to her from time to time and just that 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 comedic sense of humor that she has, that personality. It's just if you're having a bad day, you're just waiting for Ruta to respond, and when she responds, it's like, okay, I'm good today. You know, she just turns you know, a I've sad face into happy. I've, I've never seen her depressed ever. Right, mm -hmm. I can believe that. I do. I believe that mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I also read where you do some sketching as well of celebrities. Oh Tell yeah, me about that. Well, I do uh, portraits charcoal in charcoal, nice. and I've done them since I was 15, so I've done hundreds and hundreds of them, and I put them in my show. I put them in my show, too. Really? Every time I impersonate somebody, I show um, a picture of, of them that I drew. Nice. And that's part of my, part of my show. Now, have you and ever then sold the other any of them? Oh, yeah. We sell them when the show's over. Oh, nice. And, um... And and all the money goes to the um, the wounded warriors to the Gary Sinise Foundation actually. Right. And um, yeah. so my book, uh, you know, my book. Um, if we sell any of my books or my sketches or any of my TV shows, the money all goes to the troops. And I do that every night when the show is over, and uh, and meet a lot of nice people. And uh, right. 
uh, you know, it's a pleasure to do that. But I, I've been sketching since I was 15. So um, also in my show, if you come and see it at the Tropicana, I, I not only do the impression of somebody, but I show them talking about me or with me uh, on TV. So if oh, I do wow. John Wayne, I, I I do John Wayne. I show John Wayne talking about me. If I do George Burns, I show I should show George Burns and I doing something together. Wow! So, I, you know, or Dean Martin or, or or Jimmy Stewart or any of them. I have uh, I have clips that I show working with them, and I I put that in my act. So my act nice. is really a combination of impressions, uh, sh- showing the real person with me and. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, and then uh, imitating them, and, um, and you know, that's my show, really. Wow! And how long are you at the kind of a, Well, I've been there four years now, over oh, nice. four years, and um, I'm um, at the Laugh Factory, they call it, and uh, right. at the top, and uh, I'm on at seven o'clock, and they do an hour, and um, it's easy, and um, it's great. It just takes me twenty minutes to get there, so. It's great. No, so wow. I don't I don't perform on the road as much as I used to. I still do, but not as much because I'm at the Tropicana. And then I get I get uh, Thursday, Friday, Sat and Saturday off, so I get three days off. So it it's a great gig. It's wonderful. I love it. Well, we're definitely going to have to go see it yes. when we get back to Vegas because mm-hmm. um, we love good comedy shows. Yeah. And we love historic sides of the comedy shows, and you're definitely a talented man at that. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about your book. Well, my book now is in its third printing. The first two are lost. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's called, it's called People I Have Known and Been is the name of the book, Little by Little. Right. And uh, you can get it through Amazon. And uh, I don't know if you can get it in the bookstores or not, but you can get it through Amazon. And um, I, I really talk about all the people that I've worked with, and, and they're all funny stories. Um, you know, I talk about Reagan, I talk about Jack Benny and George Burns and John Wayne uh-huh. and Frank Sinatra and Orson Welles and Judy Garland. And wow. so, and Jackie Gleason and, uh, you know, all the people I work with and, um, uh-huh. and funny things that have happened. So it's, I hope people think it's funny. Uh, it's not a biography. It's really amusing things that have happened to me in my career. You know? Right. And, um, it's called, uh, people I've known and been. Wow. And, so is there uh, anything else yeah. that you would like to accomplish in your career? Um, I don't know. I, I wanted to go to Broadway at one point, but I'm not so sure I do now because that's pretty taxing in my age. Right. You, know, you have to do, uh, you have to do, uh, what, seven shows a week? Wow. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I almost went to Broadway with a show I did on Jimmy Stewart. I did The Life of Jimmy Stewart on stage, and um, it was pretty successful, and we almost went to Broadway with it, but it, we just couldn't get the money together. And right. so that fizzled out, but that, that would have been a, that would have been a, a great thing. I'm, I'm now doing a show, but I'm not sure I want to continue doing, but it's kind of interesting. I'm playing Richard Nixon and, um, and we're having the trial of Richard Nixon and uh, he, uh, if well, you know, they never had one, but if they did and he got off uh-huh. and he still stayed as president and he still stayed on as president, what would have happened? 
Wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right now, and it's uh, kind of interesting, um, you know, because um, with the, uh, you know, with the, uh, what's going on politically today, you know, with Donald right. Trump, right. Uh, that, that Nixon, I think if Nixon had fought that more, it would have cost him a lot of money, you know, to go to right. trial. But um, he finally, for the good of the country, uh, just resigned. But uh, uh, it, that, this premise is that if he hadn't resigned, what would have happened? Right. You know? And I'm, I'm doing that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to continue doing it, but it's kind of fun to do it at the moment. I bet. And um, for me to do Nixon after all these years is kind of fun. Brings me, <laughs> brings me back, you know. But wow. then a lot of young people, a lot of young people don't know who he is, you know. I know. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, so I don't I know. know what, I don't know whether, I don't know whether if they went to Broadway with that, I don't know whether it would do well. I really don't. Right. I don't right. know whether anybody would care. Right. Certainly, certainly young people. Um, we did it. We did a reading of this play uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, and in uh, um, uh, the university that Nixon went to, Norma Linda, you know, California. Yeah. And we did it yeah. at his. Yeah. And nobody showed up. Really? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had my. We had twelve people in the audience. Wow. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. That's that sad. Yeah, that's sad. You, yeah. Wow. So I don't know whether it's got legs or not, that show. But so I mean, what would you really say? Weird. What would you say yeah. your legacy should be and what you should be remembered as? Well, I, I don't know. Um, um, I guess a guy who, you know, for an hour or two made people forget their problems and and they could laugh and, uh, you know, and be remembered and remember all the great uh, people that I imitate. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, um, just um, a guy who who uh, brought a smile to people's faces. You know? Nice. Definitely. Really. Yes. Well, you've, you've surely brought some smiles to us because you yes. made us laugh. So. Yes. <laughs> and we followed your career well, that, for that, many years. You know, mm. that, that's, what, that's what Cary Grant said to me, actually. Pretty much really? that, what I just said. Oh, yeah. Wow. Cary said, listen, Rich, listen, Rich for, for a couple of hours out there, you made people laugh and enjoy themselves and give them a reason for living. And he said, it's a wonderful talent that you do. That's what he said to me. Nice. Very, um, very nice. Yes. So I have to ask, will you do a John Wayne impression? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay, Pilgrim. What are you going to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, I once, I, I once showed John Wayne how to do his walk. Really? No. Yeah, he was doing, uh, he was performing on the Laugh-In, and I was doing my television series, Love on the Rooftop, next door, and I came over to watch John Wayne shoot some stuff on Laugh-In, and mm-hmm. while I was there, <clears throat> he said to me, right in front of everybody, Rich, show me how I do my walk. I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> I showed John Wayne how to do his walk. I walked all the way across the uh, set, and he was studying me, and everybody was looking, and then I came back, and when I came back, he looked up at me and he said, well, I'll be damned. I've been walking like Loretta Young for 50 years. 
<laughs> That's so funny. That is funny. Well, you know, now reiterate a little bit on this, but is it true that when you became a citizen, the judge asked you to recite the Pledge of Allegiance as John Wayne? That's right. Wow. That's right, because I'm a, I'm a Canadian. I have dual citizenship, you know. But uh-huh. I, when I became an Amer- American citizen, the judge swore me in as John Wayne. That's true. <laughs> wow. That's true. So, so maybe I'm not a citizen, you know. Maybe John Wayne is, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know John Wayne. John Wayne was certainly a, an American citizen. He was very political, wasn't he? Right. Oh, yes, yeah. he was. You know, you know, when I first came down from Canada in the in the 60s, I, uh-huh. I went to a garden party at Richard Nixon's in San Clemente. And oh, nice. all the all the actors back then, this was in the 60s, they were all Republican. All of Hollywood was pretty well Republican. Uh-huh. And now it's the total reverse. But I got up um, at this, uh, I guess it was a, a garden party that Nixon had. And I'd never met him before, but I'd been imitating him. And I guess I, I assumed he knew who I was, but he didn't. And I ended up, Debbie Reynolds threw me in front of the president and said, Mr. President, Rich is going to do you. And, <laughs> he and, and he thought maybe I was going to shoot him. So he turned around, uh, really puzzled. And then everybody started applauding, and I did Nixon in front of him, and he didn't know who I was doing. Really? Wow. As I'm doing, as I'm talking as Nixon, doing my lines, you know, that I prepared, yeah. he turned to Pat and he said to his wife, Pat, he said, why, why is this young man speaking in this strange voice? <laughs> and, um, and he didn't know I was doing them. Isn't that an incredible? Everybody was gagging themselves. You know, because he he didn't react, and wow. um, I I thought I did him very well because when the party was over, uh, his wife Pat went away with me. You know, <laughs> 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 wow. not 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 true. But isn't that funny? It's funny to do somebody in front of them, yeah. and they don't know who you're doing. Who you're doing? You know. Uh-huh. Wow, that is funny. But, but wow. Nixon didn't have much of much of a sense of humor. You know. Right, and right. Um, that that was very uh, that was an embarrassing afternoon for me. I no. remember George Burns saying saying to me when it was over, he said, "Rich, I was so embarrassed, I ate a flower." <laughs> <laughs> wow! And John Wayne said, "Somebody get a rope." <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you know Reagan before he became president, or no? No, not not no, not before no. No, wow. no. Okay. Um, after after he became president, I only knew him before from a few movies, you know, which right, weren't really right. that good. Right. He was a B movie star, really, you know, and right. um, so I, I didn't I didn't know him at all. I was too young at that time, but uh, I got to know him soon after he became president, and uh, he loved my impression of him. And uh, I think I ended up performing at the White House. Oh gosh. 12, 15 times. You know? Nice. And and he was the best audience in the world. He really was. I Wonderful bet. man. Wow. Yeah. I bet. Well, Rich, this has certainly been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And 
it has been fun. I mean, this has probably been the most we've laughed in every interview that we've done since we've done this show. So thank you for that. Yes. We really appreciate that. Uh-oh. And the next time that we are in Vegas, which will be soon, I'll have to hook you up and uh, say, hey, we're coming to see your show so we can see a face-to-face. Yes. Well, do that. Do that. And tell me when you're coming so I come out and talk to you, you know? I definitely will. I, can, I, I come out when the show's over and sign books and sign my pictures. And uh, so, you know, if you come, just wait around and I'll, I'll see you when the show's over. Wonderful. Well, I will definitely do that. Yeah. Well, Rich, again, thank you so much for being on the show. The book is wonderful. My talent is amazing. So thank you. Well, I'm. uh, I love the opportunity to talk to you, and it just proves once again that I'm still alive. What a talented man. Mm -hmm. That was so funny when he just started volunteering to do all those impersonations. Oh, it was so funny. And, you know, I'm just sad that we didn't get to see him when we were in Vegas. Literally, we were in Vegas not only a few months ago. And we'll be back, so we're going to go see him. I definitely uh, give him my word that we're going to go see him perform. But we want to thank Rich Little for being on our show. We want to invite you to go see his shows out in Las Vegas, as well as getting his book. It's called People I've Known and been little by little by rich little you can go and purchase that book it's a fun read it's a great read but we do want to thank rich for coming on our show we want to thank you for joining us for another great episode next week we have an all new episode of what about our life with chris and will an all new topic and an all new guest so you want to check us out thank you guys so much for joining us and be sure to tell your friends about us we love to entertain everyone obviously (laughs) so follow us on instagram at chris.ann.will. That's right. And we got all the updates coming up about season two for next year and our season one finales that will be airing in January. So you'll want to check it all out. But for now, we got to start wrapping it up. We love you guys. Be sure to love yourself and the world around you will love you just in return. Thank you, Rich, for being on our show. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys for checking us out every single week. But for now, we got to go. Bye. Bye.